10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Dismissing everything about the Hey, 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 guys, and welcome to Tipperary for another hour of Life After Life podcast. So I just see people coming into the room there now. So thanks for joining us, guys. And um, if you're on my Facebook page, you will already see for the last night or two, I have just been telling people that tonight I want to discuss a little bit about grief. Okay, so normally we discuss a lot around the spirit life, which um, is important and very central to what I want to get out there. But I'm very conscious today is what the 22nd of December. We are three days before Christmas. We're almost two years into a pandemic and there's a lot of people out there finding life very, very difficult at the moment. So I wanted to maybe open up some conversation around grief, around loss. And for those of us who have been through grief in the past and navigated that very first Christmas uh, without our loved ones, I'm hoping that we might be able to help other people to get through that difficult time. Because I know, you know, um, years down the road, I mean, I haven't lost uh, my significant other. I haven't lost a child, thankfully. Um, but I know there's a lot of you out there that have. Not that, you know, losing a parent or anything isn't as important. It is. I haven't lost a parent either. So sometimes when I'm sharing stuff, it's maybe from um, other people's experiences that they've shared with me. Now, obviously, I have lost other family members. So I have experienced grief and I have lost close family members. And my family, just like a lot of families, are grieving this year because we did lose my cousin, Michael, who was aged just 27 earlier this year. And, um, you know, so this is our first Christmas without him. And, you know, it's difficult. Um, it's always difficult. So um, uh, if you're on, I know some of you will be listening online. Some people are listening in, listening in through Spotify, um, Amazon podcast, Google podcast, all that kind of stuff. But um, I know here on Podbean um, that you have to be on the app in order to join us and call in. Oh, Christina, I'm so sorry to hear that. Christina is sharing that her dad is gone uh, six years today. So I can't imagine what that first Christmas would have been like for you, uh, Christina. It must have been absolutely devastating. I mean, the loss of a dad or any family member at any time, you know, is extremely difficult to deal with. I, you know, I totally understand that. But I can't imagine, you know, just before Christmas, uh, what that must be like. Okay, so um, Katie lost her dad eight years ago, but lost a great friend a couple of months back. I'm so sorry to hear that. Um, is that you, Liz? FD, there's a, a whole bunch of letters there. Uh, hubby is gone eight years. Dad passed in 2018 and mom in 2019. So they were very, very close together as well. Um, I'm here and I'm like um, an old lady. I'm looking around for my glasses and I must have taken them off in some other room of the house. So I'm going to be squinting at the screen all night. Uh, fifth Christmas without my brother. Oh, Avine. 
um, a brother, you know, and we talk about, you know, the loss of parents and, you know, I can't imagine what it was would be like. But, you know, it just goes against the grain to bury somebody young, doesn't it? You know, it really, um, you know, just the thought of burying a sibling when you're still very young. Um, you know, I mean, I think when we get into 70s or 80s, we think, well, someone's going to go. And, you know, I talk a lot about Kevin that we lost and he's gone a lot of years now. But um, his dad had only passed away uh, 10 weeks before him. And there was 10 children in the family. And it was kind of pr- uh, prophetic because he, um, as he was leaving the graveyard, he turned and he said to my mother, he said, you know, there's mom and dad gone now. He said, it has to be one of us, you know, soon. He said, I bet some one of us will go sooner rather than later. And 10 weeks later, he was gone, you know. So don't tempt fate, guys. Um, it's horrible. Only a year and three weeks between us. Oh, God. Um, Katie's mom is on. Oh, Katie is your daughter. Okay. Sorry. I must fig- get you to figure out how to change the, the name, Liz. If anybody has figured out how to change your name on this app, uh, can you tell us how you did it so that I can get Liz to change her name so I know it's her in future? Because um, especially without my glasses, I can't see the little pictures very well. Um, Hey, Rachel, thanks a million for coming in and joining us. And I know, Avine, if you're on the app, there should be a way. I think there's a button over on the right-hand side that lets you um, call in to join us. Because... um, Avine and Maeve, I think you're on speaker with me here now as well. Um, Avine, you're coming in as well. Cool. So Maeve, um, it just says your microphone is on, but I can't hear anything. Um, and Avine, if you can hear me, if you have speakers that you yeah. can um, use, that's brilliant. <laughs> Katie's yeah. happening is she says she'll show you how to change your name later that you're useless on the phones <laughs> well i can't laugh at liz because i don't know how to do it either katie and i'm actually on a desktop <laughs> um hello nicola thanks for joining us okay so charlotte's saying she had trouble changing her name it was under nickname okay so if you look for yeah. the nickname setting Okay. And um okay, so Avine. And Avine, I want to thank you because I was on uh Facebook. For those of you who weren't on Facebook Live with me last night, Avine came on and shared something with us. And I didn't mean to put her under pressure, but I asked if she would come <laughs> on and share her story. And I will let Avine tell you why that is, because it's her story to tell, not mine. Um, thank you so much, Avine. First of all, tell us where you're calling in from. Uh Mead. Oh, you're not too far away. Yeah, okay. Ireland. Yeah, yeah, not too far away. No, you're <laughs> not. Costa not, del Mead. <laughs> Costa del My husband drives up to Mead for work every day. All right, very good. But, uh, <laughs> it's about an hour and a half from where we are. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Anyway, so tell us your story. Um. Well, I suppose the story, like a lot of people in Ireland, unfortunately, with mental health and struggles and issues. My poor brother um, suffered with his mental health for a very long time, um, from the age of 18, and had been, you know, in and out treatment and on meds and the whole lot. Like, you know, we, we'd been down every road, and we finally thought we had gotten onto a great road because he was in the best form, and obviously... Yeah. 
was obviously not what we thought. And unfortunately, it ended in him taking his own life in August of 2017. So, I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah. Um, listen, it's really difficult and it's a really shitty thing. Like you go to work in the morning and you expect to come home and your family to be complete. And um, you get you go to work and then you get a knock on the door at work at like three o'clock in the afternoon. You get told you need to come home and you're like, well, why? You know, and it's just your world falls apart and yeah. a little bit of your How heart gets broken. Um, he was 32. So and he'd suffered from when he was eighteen. Yeah, he'd suffered for a long time, and he, you know, tried like all the different medications and counselling, and yeah, I suppose was in and out of, you know, he was in and out of, you know, the hospital. He was sectioned a number of times, and you know, I suppose was let down very badly by the hospital because he was in the hospital the weekend before he passed away and was looking for help. And they basically sent him home with some tablets to help him sleep and an outpatient appointment for the following Wednesday. And he died on the Tuesday. So, you know, he called himself an ambulance. He called out for help and he didn't get the help he needed. Maybe we should have done more. But that's the question we keep asking ourselves is if could we have done more? Um, Listen, it's rough and it's tough, but I just wanted to come on because the whole grief thing, grief is horrible any time of the year. But at Christmas, it's particularly bad. I'm not going to stay on too long. But That's I just okay. wanted to tell people that everyone says time is a great healer. It's yes. shite. That's not true. <laughs> okay. Time lets you live with it a little bit easier. It never used to live it. With yeah. It will never heal it. It will never be gone. He will always be the missing person at the table, the missing brother in the photograph, the missing yeah. link in you know, family occasions, you know, yes. like that's probably the hardest thing. It's like, you know, having a christening or a birthday or a family gathering and, yeah. you know, getting a family photograph and him not being in it. Yes. You know, um, that's probably the hardest. Um, but at the end of the day, you kind of go, well, okay, there's two ways of thinking of it here. He was suffering a lot. Like he obviously had a lot of pain and I suppose, you know, if you have a broken leg, you can stick a cast on it and it'll be better in six weeks. If you have a broken arm, it's the same thing. You know, your appendix burst, you get them out, you get an antibiotic and you're grand. You know, nobody can see what's going on inside someone's head. Nobody can feel how they're feeling inside someone's head. So you can't turn around and go, oh, sure, aren't they great? They're now, they were sick a while ago, but sure, aren't they great? Now they're in great form, with a big smile on their face. Easy mask, you know? I suppose my thing was for people who are going through grief or it's their first Christmas, that is, don't be afraid to talk about them. Don't be afraid to laugh about them. Because, you know, you feel guilty about, oh, do you remember such a time where they did something really stupid? And then you feel guilty about laughing because they're gone. But don't. Yes. Because that's keeping their memory alive and that's keeping them part of the equation. And I suppose, like, I can only speak for myself and my family because, like, you know, my mom and dad took a chuck and hired, like, obviously. Of course. Um, you know, there was four of us and four kids. And, you know, I was the youngest. He was the second youngest. And we have two older brothers. And, you know, I speak for myself when I say this, like it was like, I suppose it happened so suddenly that you weren't expecting it. I suppose the thing about yeah. it I say to people is if somebody is has an illness uh, and they die from the illness because they knew they were dying, 
you, you have time. to come to terms to it. You can get it in yeah. your head that it's happening. But yeah. when a death happens, tragically, regardless of it being suicide, car accident, whatever it is, yes. there's no time. So you literally like go, you know, it just happens. And then you're like, well, well, like, you know, it. Like and to be honest with you, I still think there, there's days there where I still think to myself, "Going, I haven't grieved properly, and probably still I'm grieving for him, and will be for the rest of my life because there's a little of piece of me missing, you know." Yeah. And I was so thankful that he was alive when I got married. But you know, I mm. have a little a boy, a little boy now, and like he'll never get to meet his uncle, and he'll never get to experience his uncle, and he'll never get to know that his uncle loved fishing and cars and. Well, he will know because I'll tell him. But like, yes. you know, he'll never get to experience the things my other nieces and nephews got. And I suppose that kind of is when you get hit with the grief again. And like, even just sitting here now looking at the Christmas tree and I'm like, there's a Christmas decoration on it solely for Uncle Enda from my son. Because I'm like, well, I want him to remember him every of year. Of course. So like, I'm kind of saying that's one thing, I suppose, that helped me personally deal with the grief was talking about him laughing about him telling stories yes. about him getting his friends to send you photographs or silly stories or stupid things that he'd done that you never knew about oh, or, yeah you know or like you know he did an impression of one of their mams and I never knew it and got a video after he died of him doing the impression and you're looking at it going oh my god it's bang I on that person that. you know yes um but yeah and then I think people are afraid to talk to you about it like this it's a, it's a big stigma in Ireland of mental health and a big stigma of suicide in particular but yes. like it's people are like they're afraid to talk to you about it and I'm like well listen yeah it was it sucked it still sucks my brother is gone unfortunately he died by suicide because he felt like he had no other option which is what you know is yes. what he probably felt at the time I can't say what he did or didn't feel but yeah. you're kind of just going well yeah you know and it sucks but like the way it is is don't be afraid to talk to people about it if they lost somebody that way. Don't be afraid. And even me saying that way is even in itself me saying that there's such a stigma about it because there is. Do you know yeah. that kind of way? If you well, I love somebody, that you, you know, say, I love the way you say as well, because I try and remember to say it, that he died by suicide because so many people yeah. still talk about people committing suicide. Yeah, and taking and their own life. Yes, and, and like that was a big thing as well. Like for the older, sorry, I'm interrupting. Sorry, I'm desperate for that. Right. But the no. other thing I'd say about that is the older generation in Ireland. Like you know, if somebody committed suicide, it's going back to the days of where if somebody did killed themselves years ago, they weren't be allowed. They wouldn't have been allowed to have a funeral. They wouldn't have allowed to have been buried in sacred ground of a graveyard. And it's going back to that, like you know, I archaic mean, suicide way of was painting, illegal. You know, it yeah, it was against the law. law. Yeah. It was illegal. Yeah, it was a I murder. Know. You know, yeah, so you yeah, committed yeah. it in the same way as you committed robbery or committed yeah. murder. Mm -hmm. But it, thankfully, it's not illegal anymore. Not that you can actually arrest anybody. Well, like for this a is the thing, business. like, do you know. <laughs> yeah, so it does seem a bit ridiculous that it was written into law, but maybe it was kind of to, to, to scare people away from doing it. But I think it's more recognized now that it is um, an illness in the same way that there's other illnesses. Okay, sometimes oh, yeah. the symptoms aren't visible, but there's illness there. You were aware that there was a mental illness yeah, with your brother. Yeah, and the thing you know? about it was that the doctors in the hospital, because I remember he went, he rang himself an ambulance on the Thursday night and I remember he rang oh. me and he told me that he was after doing it. I said, right, okay. And I was away and I came home and I kept myself and my mom followed the ambulance up to the hospital. And I remember going into the doctor and saying to the doctor, this 
person, like my brother, I said, this man has a history of mental illness, I said, and has had suicidal thoughts in the past. I said, you need to get the psychiatrist to come and speak to him. And he was like, oh, I rang them. What do you want me to do? I said, I want you to ring them again. Like he's been here six hours. Now, listen, this is a whole other subject and a whole other story that I could talk to you about all night with the health system and the way people who with mental health are treated. Like in fairness, I could go on about that forever, but this is a different topic. So I'm not going to because it wouldn't be fair. But, you know, he clearly had a history of it and they didn't seem to care about it. That was it was kind of like, you know, and it was obviously that he needed help. Whereas if they had rang him even on the Monday and said, listen, we see on our system that you were in the hospital on Thursday or Friday night. Are you okay? How are you feeling? Like a simple phone call on that Monday could, he could still be here. He could be enjoying the third Christmas with his nephew. He could be here enjoying the Christmas with me and my mom, my dad and my family. You know, he could be here living his life to the fullest and being happy and healthy, you know, but Listen, yeah. just grief is horrible. And it, and I find it it's at the times when you're not expecting it, it'll come and it'll hit you. Yeah. Like, um, and like the time is, time is a great healer. Everyone says that to you when someone dies. And I, like, I remember loads of people saying it to me yeah. and I was like, no, it's not a great healer. It just helps you deal with it. It never mm-hmm. heals the grief. It just, le- you learn to live with it. And another thing, like, you know, when he, like, it's, it's another thing, like, of obviously, like, you know, you've got pain. It, and it's a it's a type of it's 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 even so hard to describe what grief feels like. It's like you have somebody inside your body, just like ripping you in from the inside out. Like, mm-hmm. and it comes from the middle of your like it's not even your heart. It's like the middle of your stomach. It's yeah. like somebody got a baseball bat and sucker punched you in the chest. Basically, that's exactly what grief is. And there'd be days there where you'd be like grand, and the next thing, bam, you'd be like, oh god, like you know, and like. I know I find talking about him helps that mine doesn't help everybody, but I find talking about him, laughing about him and just making him part of your everyday thing. Like, you know, yeah. remembering him at family occasions, like, or, you know, like I know my little, my son's christening, I had a special candle that I lit that was in his memory, you know, or, you know, the thing on the Christmas tree or a special yeah. thing on his grave or, you know, that's really. Oh, that's lovely. Really and I could listen life. to you all night. So, but I know you said um, you have to go. Other than that, no, well, I, I, I don't want to. Hour. I don't want to be on all night. I don't want to. I want to give other people a chance. Like I don't yeah, want to be no, here. Yeah, people going, are oh, welcome me, to but, call like, in. And if I could just say that the people are welcome to call in. Um, <coughs> you know, I can have up to I think eight people on at any one time to join in the conversation. So please do, guys. Um, this is for you, and this is a safe space where we can talk about this grief. Now, the other thing that um, a couple of things I want to ask you, Avian, while you're on, mm-hmm. I yeah, see no a problem. comment here um, that Katie's saying that some churches won't allow funeral services for people that die by suicide. Um, technically, it probably still is classed as a sin, but I'm not aware, and I think really, you know, that if any priest is refusing anybody entry to the church, uh, I would definitely take them somewhere else. Well, we never, we didn't have a problem with that. No. Like, it was definitely yeah. not a problem. Like, um, we had a funeral and the whole lot, like, you know. Um, yeah, and you see and it, and no like, issue. God forbid, I, yeah. I know um, a few younger males that have passed over the last couple of years, and I've only been able to watch their funerals online, you know, because of the restrictions and stuff. But there doesn't seem to be any problem, thankfully. You know, yes, um oh okay so this lady is 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 katie's telling us that a church um in tipperary uh, ref- okay. um, refused a funeral for a friend of hers who died wow. by suicide 
That's wrong. Can you imagine, like in this, you know, the 21st century, um, that, and I think that's very much down to the local priest. And yeah. I tell you what, it is so wrong. Um, I'll put it I, that way. I'd be, I'd be sending else. a very strongly worded letter to the bishop there and, and, and laying out a few a few guidelines and a few rules and a few kind of, well, you know what? Oh, definitely. Just because the way they died doesn't mean that they can be, you know, yeah, okay, fair enough. It might be the way that they're thinking, but they were a person and they died and they deserve the same respect and the same. We're talking about human beings, you know, and like they're, they're human beings and the way that they crossed over into the spirit world doesn't matter. They've still left us. And for if I was refused from a church under those circumstances, I would never darken their door again. No, ever, ever. You oh, know, listen, I, I could tell not. you, I could tell you other stories, but I won't because it's got nothing to do with it. Um, yeah. But yeah, <laughs> you're no. all right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, um, that that really is just. I just can't imagine That's, that. Poor I can't family. believe that. Like, I, I yeah. would. I poor people who had to deal with that because it's no person yeah. like you're already grieving. Yeah, the death of somebody is hard enough, and to turn around and be told that they're not allowed to be buried or have a funeral in the church would be just yeah. absolutely disgusting. I couldn't even 100%. imagine if that was to, like if that was said to us when that happened, my brother. I'd, I'd probably I probably wouldn't have been. I, I would have been on Joe Duffy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I suppose I wanted to ask you, Avine, as well, if I can. I don't know what month your brother passed in, but was there anything in particular that helped you, um, especially the first Christmas, but maybe the first few months? Um, because I, I assume you said your brother was uh, present at your wedding. So I'm assuming that you were living, you weren't living at home. We actually anymore. were because we were saving for our house, to be oh, honest. We were saving you. for our house. So we were actually all living at home. Um, my husband and my brother and myself, my, we were all living at home. Um, so we were together. And I suppose that was a good thing, actually, In at the end of it all, when he did pass away, it was actually nice that I was at home with my mum and dad. Because I think if we weren't living with my mum and dad at the time, it would have been very, very hard. Um, But was there anything in particular? Like, Did people calling, was it a help or was it an instance? No, the best thing ever. Best thing Um, ever. Like, I live, like, it was not the best, I won't say the best thing ever, but no, it was... I have to say the power of community really, really showed up. And I have to say the amount of people who called and even sent like letters the first Christmas or mass cards and mm-hmm. people just like being really thoughtful and like, yeah, like it really helped that you have a really strong community behind you. And yeah. that was one thing that really, really helped and um, made it a lot easier you know, um, there was a lot of a lot of people in in our locality, and they were really like the community outpouring, like the just amazing. Like, and it helped so much. I think for my parents as well, because like, obviously, like you know, it, they knew that there was people there to support them if they needed them, and you know, they yeah. knew that there was people around and stuff. I suppose, like you know, so. Um, but like it, it was hard now. Like I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna say here and say, oh yeah, it was easy. It was grand. No, we didn't cry. Like we cried. Like the first Christmas was tough. Like you know, we went to the grave and we cried, and we sat down at dinner and we cried, and you know, like we told yes. stories about mum. We cried. <laughs> you know, there was a lot God, of tears, but it you. was also there was a lot of memories and a lot of kind of you know, do you remember when? he said this or do you remember when he did this or do you remember you know you know yeah. stories about when we were younger and 
it just it did help to be together and I suppose another thing that kind of really helped me I feel um the the, the year after he passed away would have been the darkness into light that that Pieta House would have done I know we did um a special effort for him we did it in his memory and I remember we raised like something like 15,000 euro or something crazy and we were just kind of like that's like 15 people that they'd help because of it now that's a different different story altogether but mm-hmm. you know it's just having something to focus on like keeping his memory alive and keeping it you know just that was the main thing it was like it was the main thing that kept the grief for me like to help me with the grief was that that we were always talking about him and that it was like he was gone but he was always remembered. And I think that's yeah. probably the, the bit that was the easiest bit, that we always remembered him. I agree. And we always remember him still, you know. Yeah. Because sometimes, and maybe not so much in the early days, but when someone's gone a long time, you start to yeah. wonder, were they ever yeah. really here? <laughs> you know, was yeah. it a like, of my imagination? Um, I yeah. can't. And you panic when you can't remember yeah. their laugh. You lose the sound yeah, of oh their God. laugh. Like there was times, sorry, I'm interrupting you again now. And I Not hate to let people, but as well, it's in my head. I'm going to say it like, but there was times there, even like last year, the year before, I was kind of half forgetting what he sounded, what his voice sounded like. Yeah. And you'd be ringing his phone and then you'd be like, why am I ringing his phone? Like his phone's not on anymore. And like his voice message is gone, but and then you'd be like, "Oh no, I have a video," and you'd look, you'd listen to the video, and be like, "Oh yeah, no, that's his voice, and it's the way I remember it." But like even stupid things like that, like like it's yeah. really stupid. Now this is going to sound so sad, but like no. sending him a message on Facebook or sending him a message to his phone just to be like, you know, "Yo, big brother, this is what I did today," or you know, "This year or I did this," or I remember when when my son was born, I was like, you know, I had a baby and his name is this and he's a boy and you know you know you'd love him and you know he looks like this and you know you know or like just sending him a message like randomly and going you know I passed the graveyard today and thought of you and you know don't ever think anything like that is stupid because anything that helps you get by because God knows the days are hard enough without dealing with grief on top of it and you know your sibling was there your brother was there with you through everything in life and you felt that he <clears> started on that huge life change. You you became a mother, you know. Mm. And mm-hmm. um, I was telling somebody about this actually earlier today, and I'm sorry to cut across you, Avine. But just from a spiritual point of view, um, my, um, Kevin was like a brother to me, although technically he was mm-hmm. my uncle, okay, but we were raised together. Okay. So he was only, a few, well, he was a few years older than me. I was 15 when he died. He was um, 31 when he died. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... Um, but obviously he was gone quite some time before I became a mother. And I was 33 when I had my second son, Charlie. So when Charlie was about three or four years old, he came running into me, jumped on top of me, gave me a big squeezy hug and a big sloppy kiss. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm such a lucky mammy. What did I do to deserve this? And he was like, oh, Kevin told me to give you that ages ago, but I totally, I was, he said, I was like, I totally oh forgot, you know, he, like he had the American kind of thing from the, the cartoons. Yeah, yeah. I totally <laughs> forgot. And um, <coughs> so I was like, I was thinking, hmm. And I was like, is Kevin somebody at play school, you know? <laughs> and he was like, <laughs> I was thinking, who's Kevin? And he kind of pulled yeah. his head back and gave me the dirty look, you know, like you're stupid. <laughs> yeah. And he said, <laughs> and he pointed his finger at me and he said to me, you know, Kevin, that died off the motorbike. <gasps> oh, God. Yeah. Oh, and God. he said to me, he said, I met Kevin when I was still in heaven. And when I chose <sighs> you to be my mother, oh my Kevin God. told me that 
that you were going to be a brilliant mother and that I was to give you a big kiss and a hug oh from him. Oh, my God. Yeah. So it took yeah, him a while well, to get all his speech together and like, remember to, that he was yeah. supposed to tell me that. And to be honest with you, like, I honestly think that my brother sent me my son because, like, we had issues and stuff like that. And just mm. things like, you know, when I was in the hospital and there's just a series of coincidences that couldn't have been the coincidences, if you get me. Like, you know. Oh, oh totally. Um, you know. And, yeah, like, and I suppose, yeah. Like, it was just too many things that, you know, too many little things, like little signs, kind of. And I was like, hmm. You know, oh, they're just, always yeah. there. You know, they're always. <laughs> well, I'd there like to think. Us. I'd like to think he is, but then you're kind of wondering. Like, I believe in you know in the afterlife, and you mm. know that you've got guardian angels around you, and that sure. your loved ones do visit you and stuff like that. But then you're kind of wondering, you know, well, if you're there, will you let me know you're okay? Do you know that kind of way? And yes. then you never, you don't get that sign. Then and you're kind of well, well, maybe then it's not. It's not, you know. But sometimes the signs are so subtle, <clears throat> we don't necessarily see them, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and people feel more than they see physically. But yeah. we just ignore it because we think, oh, it's just my emotions or it's just because I want it so much or all these different yeah. reasons. Yeah. So we need to really pay attention to how we're feeling more so because, um. It came up in a reading for me one time, um, um, a lady who had lost her baby shortly after birth and um, her baby came through in, in the reading and, oh. you know, was talking to her and the baby told me that uh, um, her mother was crying when her grandmother lifted her out of her mother's arms. And when I said this to her, obviously she cried, but she said her baby had passed away in her arms. And she said, I just knew my mother had taken her. She said, I just instinctively knew oh my, God. my mother had taken her. Um, so like, you know, we feel these things. She didn't see yeah. her mother. She um, didn't, you know, see anything happen in the room. But she just knew, she felt the moment that the child was lifted. Now, just to be clear, the child passed away. When I say the child was lifted out of her arms, the little body was still in her arms, but her mother lifted the spirit of the child out of the, the child's body. This was the moment that the child passed away. And she said she just felt her mother take her daughter. You know, oh, wow. and she just knew it. So, you know, we need to be aware more so of what we're feeling you know yeah it's yeah. not always a physical sign but yeah, they're there to help us <laughs> and so many people yeah. speak of so many people speak of um you know maybe you know when they come around after an operation or something Mm -hmm. and maybe they they think that they see someone standing there you know f waiting for them or something like this um you know and it's a powerful thing that we know that they're there for us. Mm. You know, I did. I wasn't waking up after an operation, um, and I just found it difficult to wake me up. And I'd lost a lot of blood. And when mm. I did come round, I just immediately burst into tears because I didn't want mm. to come back. Because mm. in my perception, I was with my grandmother and my yeah. grandfather and Kevin. Yeah, you said and, that last night. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know that my grandmother was saying to me, "You're not supposed to be here." And yeah. Like, it's just an amazing feeling to know that they're there looking out for you. So they weren't there to take me, but 
they were yeah, there to, to, to watch, watch over me. Well, I think yeah. I had that the first Christmas after he died. There was actually, yeah, I probably do think he, it was probably definitely him or, or maybe, I don't know, maybe it was just a really friendly Robin. Um, But a Robin, I had gotten a new car and uh, the particular makeup car that I got, my brother was obsessed with. And I remember driving it down past the graveyard when I got it first and I was like, oh, well, look, look, this, I got my car. What do you think? La, 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 you know, talking to him in my head. Oh, and then I remember um, the first Christmas then, um, I was I drove the car and I had parked it up and I was taking stuff out and I had left the front door open, the driver's door open and I turned around and the Robin was on the steering wheel and it went from the steering wheel, the steering wheel to the lintel of the door and then flew off again and I was oh. like what the hell <laughs> yeah it was like you were being told oh. like he was letting you know that he sees it was like your it's car. him that he was having a look and just going yeah good luck with it do you know oh my goodness or it could have just been a really friendly robin I don't know <laughs> do you know there's so many people now I've, I've invited somebody else to join us because they were commenting there about finding pennies of course, so yeah. uh, we were just getting a bit of feedback so I'm not sure what your real name is but um if you just if you have a headset, just plug it into your phone or whatever, and then we, we won't get the feedback from you. Um, just so you're aware, I want to ask you about the pennies. But with Robbins, I don't know if you saw it. I did share it on my page. It was some time ago, though. It was a video that went viral um, of an Australian couple who had lost their son. And they were visiting the grave, um, and it was a very sunny day. And they the father sat down on the grass beside the grave. And... Uh, uh, a robin flew out from the hedge oh. and it flew and it landed on the headstone, but then it flew from the headstone over and landed on the father's shoe. You know, he had runners on and he had the feet crossed in front of him, landed oh. on the father's shoe and was chirping away to him and listening to him talking back to it. And he stayed there for ages. And when the father said, you know, we have to go now, the bird flew from his shoe back over to the headstone and chirped a little bit more at them. And when they said goodbye, the bird flew away back into the hedgerow. No way. Yeah. I'll That's see if crazy. I can find that video again to, to share it again. But um, it's an amazing video. And so many people talk about, um, you know, seeing robins and stuff like that. You know. Um, now, Katie's asking, do I talk when you've added me. So I just added somebody else. Uh, sorry, who have I just added? Because the, the names is K-P-P-C-R-H-I-W. Are you with us? <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce that random string of letters. Can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're just very low. What's your name? Regina. Oh, Regina. Hello. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Not too bad. Can everybody hear Regina? Mm -hmm. It's just yeah. a little bit low, but as long as you can hear her. Where are you calling in from, Regina? I'm calling in from Illinois. Illinois. Oh, thank you for joining us all the way over in Illinois. Now, I wanted to invite you on because your uh, comment caught my eye. Um, I'll let you tell it to everybody about your dad. Stay with us, Avian, and please feel free to join oh, in. Oh, I will, yeah. Again, I'm just going to mute it because I have to go and just do one thing in the kitchen. So I don't no want to make too much noise. Yeah, that's fine. Sorry, Regina, tell us about you, what, what you said in your comment. Yes, yeah, so my father um, passed away in August. And um, Sorry to after, hear that. after he passed, it was a long time. He, he was sick for a very long time. And um, he passed peacefully at home, surrounded by my mom, my brother and I. 
And um, for so we've lost you, Kate. Uh, Regina, can you hear us? Somebody else is back. I can't hear you, Regina. No, I can't hear her either. <laughs> no, um, we've lost you. <clears throat> Are you out and about? Okay. So just while Regina gets reconnected there. So, um, so you can speak when you've got your headphones reconnected, Regina. Just cut across me uh, at yeah, any I time. Yeah, oh, I you do. have them. I Good woman. Yes. Okay. okay. Can you thank hear me you. better now? Much better. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Okay. So I guess it was a few days after my father had passed. Um, as I recall, I kept, I, I was finding pennies all over the house. Wow. I mean, everywhere. Yes. And I'm, I'm a little superstitious, so I don't really pick them up if they're head, you know, heads up or tails up. So I just mm -hmm. left them there or I kicked them out of the way, but they would keep, I would keep finding them like in the basement. I found them in the dining room, the living room. I've, I've even found them outside. Wow. And I, rem I remember before my father's passing, when he was still quite lucid, I asked him um, to please let me know after he passed that he was okay and that, that he was happy where he was. And, um, now that I look back on that, I believe that that was a sign from him showing me that he was either still here or letting me know that, yes, he was okay. Yes. Um, I haven't gotten any other uh, signs from him. I thought I would, you know, get something more distinct, but I think those pennies were definitely from him. Was it just this August that he passed? Is it, say again? Was it just this August, August 2021 yes. that he passed yes okay. yes august 9th at 12 50 a.m oh god love you so this will be your first christmas without daddy yeah um, thanksgiving was was quite difficult and then of course <clears> <throat> coming up yeah christmas coming up is definitely going to be difficult um i've thought oh, about not even sure. going, not even not even going to my brothers for christmas but um because it was kind of awkward at uh, can, Thanksgiving, can I, nobody really, nobody really knew what to say. Can I just tell you, Regina? Don't, don't not go. Go be around your family. You'll definitely need them. I'm sorry now to jump in and interrupt you, no, but it's okay. it's, it, it'll be good for you. And you might think it was awkward at Thanksgiving, but August to November is very close in time. Yes. Christmas is another month on. And I, right. I'm not trying to tell you what to do, but I honestly no, think going fine. through grief and experiencing the whole thing of losing somebody. First Christmas is really hard. And if you're on your own, it'll be harder. And I think if you're yeah. with your family, it'll be, it might be awkward, but it won't be as hard because right. you'll be around your loved ones and you can talk and you can love and you can hug and, right. you know, shared memories. Thank That's you. just my, my input. Maybe I'm wrong, but. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. Oh, I thank you so much. And tomorrow is um, actually my birthday, and oh, Dad would always send me. Oh. He would always he would always call me when I was younger, and then he learned how to text. So oh. <laughs> he started texting me happy birthday instead of calling me. So oh, God, it was really funny. <laughs> yeah, oh. he was an awesome man. He Bless really was. His soul. 
Yes, um, he was awesome. And Avian, you know, um, please don't apologize for joining in the conversation. Um, I'm glad that you, you did because, um, you know, you have experience to share. You've both lost very close family members and you've been through that first Christmas. So I'm, I'm sure Regina just appreciates any little bit of help that you can give her. I know. I just feel like I'm Absolutely. jumping in on everybody and I don't want to do that either. <laughs> Not at all. Oh, no. Please I do. I so appreciate it. I so appreciate that. I really do. Thank you. Of course. You. And I want what I wanted to say to you, Regina, was um, yes. Um, and I know you're saying maybe that's the only sign that Dad can give us, for sure. Okay, because um, I think you said that he was ill before he passed. Yes, he, okay. was, he had um, emphysema and um, and stage emphysema and congestive heart failure. The poor pet. So he used all of his energy fighting illness. Yes. before he left us so he arrived into the spirit world entirely ex exhausted okay yes. so he needs time to build back that energy okay so okay. as time passes you will probably or most likely get um clearer signs from him but what okay. i would suggest i can't say it wasn't him but i would mm -hmm. suggest um you and your mom putting your heads together and thinking is there somebody else in the family that pennies would connect with? Now, maybe they did connect with your dad, but I always yeah, say he, who would it have connected with more? Yeah. So, he, he, he collected pennies. Ah, my dad. So it's did. definitely he, from him. Okay. Yeah. He always had but, rolls of pennies. Ah, God love him. So like <laughs> it may, like it's obviously a sign from him, but he may have somebody helping him in spirit. Um, I always liken it back to the, the movie Ghost. Do you remember that with Patrick Swayze? <laughs> yes, with the penny. Yes. Yes, the penny. And remember him learning how to um, kick the Coke can in the subway, <laughs> yes. you know, and learning how to channel his energy in that way. So your right. dad would have to go through all of that. Uh-huh. That you know, he'll, he'll have to um, build up his energy and then learn to channel it. And don't forget, yeah. you're grieving the loss of your dad, but he's grieving the loss yeah. of you and your mom and your brother and your other siblings and his siblings and wider family, friends, circle, you know, the life that he thought he was going to have. He's grieving for so much right now, right. you know, and that's going to take some of his energy as well. So give him time and the signs will become much more obvious. But for someone who collected pennies, I think that is a, a, a sure sign that it was him. Yeah, you yeah, know? absolutely. I know another family member. Sorry, go on. I didn't, I didn't think of, of him grieving us, but that makes complete sense. Yeah. Yeah. God, yeah, yeah. you know, th they do. They have to take time. Um, to grieve for everything you know I liken it to um, you know just being pulled I and you know it's not that I don't care that he was ill but whether somebody was ill or they left suddenly it really is like just like you're pulled out of your life and dropped right. somewhere where you speak no they, they speak no English you know mm -hmm. um, you don't know anybody and you're wondering where your family have gone and it's it's like you know, it's like your head is spinning and it takes time. And on top of all of that, they have to go through their life. So sit down with their spirit guides and go through everything that, that they've experienced or didn't experience or that they were disappointed in or that they think that they should have done better in. You know, they have to go through all that as well. So those first few months are really settling in time. 
Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so give him time, but acknowledge everything. And, you know, like Avine said, talk to him and keep him in the loop. Because I've yeah. I've spoken to so many spirits that have said that that's kept them feeling like they're still connected to some someone. Right. Yeah, I do talk to him um, every day, actually. I have a big picture of him um, and, of course, his prayer cards in my room. Mm-hmm. And um, I talk to him all the time or I joke around with him, you know, <clears throat> just something that he would have found funny. Um, but, yeah, because yeah. we talked every day. And uh, mm-hmm. so not having that And you that still now, talk every day. Yeah, we do. We do. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And I, I love <laughs> that. And, you know, Kevin's words always um, resonated with me because um, Kevin raced motorbikes. Okay. Um, okay. I know I, 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 I'm sorry I talk about him a lot, but he was my, my main experience of a sudden <laughs> loss in life. And I remember him saying, because he'd lost a couple of friends in the, in the year before mm-hmm. he passed, um, you know, back then there wasn't so many safety things. I suppose yeah. that's why there's so much safety in motorsport these days. Hazardous but um, he had said that the one thing that he feared most about dying was being forgotten. It wasn't how he died. It wasn't leaving his life. It was being forgotten. Yeah. So I always try and tell him (laughs) that, you know, I'm thinking of him today or when I'm talking about him, I'm looking at his picture now and I'm pointing at him and I'm saying, I'm talking about you, you know, because I know he can hear me and I know he's aware of it. Um, And I hope that he feels more connected when when I do that. So I know your dad will too. Yes. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Yeah. Oh. Well, and thank you for coming on and sharing your experience because those little signs, somebody else might be missing those signs mm-hmm. and just from listening right. to you, you know, yeah. oh. I hope you're keeping all those pennies. You might be rich someday. Yeah. They're still around the house. They're probably under the freezer. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, another, and you find them all in the them, most unusual places. Yeah. It's like another that saying, thing. watch the pennies and they'll make you pounds. So maybe she needs to watch right. the pennies and she'll right. make the dollars. hundred <laughs> percent. And another oh, sign I'm, was my brother what? got a very, it was crazy. He was sitting in his, he delivers, he's a delivery driver. And he was sitting in his van, his delivery van. And just sitting there parked, and all of a sudden, a cardinal flew up to his passenger side oh, wow. mirror wow. and just fluttered there and flew against the mirror back and forth, back and forth, back and forth for a good, I don't know, three, four minutes. And then it flew away. Wow. And I know that was definitely my dad. I know oh, it was. Oh, my goodness. I yeah. love that. Yeah. yeah letting That's him cool. know. Letting my brother know. Yeah. It was awesome. But it's like, it's like, it definitely, sorry, I'm interrupting everybody again. But no, I definitely say to Regina about the whole thing of like, you know, you said it was going to be awkward because you felt that Thanksgiving was awkward. But maybe it's because everyone was afraid to speak about him. You know, maybe nobody wanted to upset each other. And that's a big thing too, because like, you know, we were always afraid to talk about him in front of my mom because it might upset my mom or, but I think talking about him is a good thing it's not a bad thing and you maybe you need to say that when you go in for christmas listen i found yes. thanksgiving really uncomfortable because nobody mm-hmm. was talking about the elephant in the room okay dad's right, not here this right. year it's his first christmas now he's not here i don't want to upset people by talking about him but i just want you guys to know that i'm really missing him at the minute that it's christmas can we do something special for him can we light a candle and leave it on the table can we put a special christmas ornament on the tree can we do something 
to remember him today and do it as a family or can we visit the grave as a family or can we get a special flower and put it on the table or something as right. for your dad so that he'd be there and that there's a part of him there and that it'll make mm-hmm. it easier then for the rest of the family to talk about him, if you get my meaning right Yes, absolutely. Yeah. That sounds like a great idea. And I'm definitely going to pipe up this year, uh, this Christmas. <laughs> you know, I'm, yeah. I'm, def- I'm not going to keep it. But it's hard to not talk about it. It's hard because like, you're <clears> going through <throat> it too. Like the whole family are yeah. going through it. Maybe the rest of them, everyone else, I don't know your family and I don't want them like mm-hmm. about you or whatever. But I'm saying maybe right. the rest of them found it very hard to talk about it and didn't know whether they I should think- bring it up or not, you know? And that's right. maybe why I it think- was so awkward in the end, you know? Yeah, I, I think everyone was a little, um, they didn't want to upset uh, you know the rest of us or something like that that could be yeah. definitely right yeah yeah because yeah, I would not like I'd like I don't like like I know you're in in America and it's far away and I wouldn't like to think of you on your own at Christmas especially when it's the first one after you losing your dad you need your family with you you really yeah. do definitely definitely thank you so much yeah. it's definitely going to be a tough enough thank you for sharing sending your story. you a big hug Regina oh, oh sending you one too thank you so much Oh, thank you. Bless. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Katie, I know you're trying to <laughs> join us and I don't know why it's not allowing you. Um, I keep sending the, the invite. But um, so if you request to come on to me, it'll probably work better. OK. Um, so the other thing that I wanted to ask and I want to address it because it's a, kind of the elephant in the room. And Avian, I, I hope you don't mind me saying this mm-hmm. because It's something that people kind of, it comes up in conversation a lot, okay? Is it worse? And I don't know if you've lost any other relatives, Avine, and I feel like I have, yeah. No, no, I I have. I've lost other relatives, yeah. I hope you don't mind me asking this question, and I I don't ask it deliberately um, to hurt you. Is it worse? Because um, for those of you who have joined in late, um, Avine has shared her experience of losing her brother through suicide. Is it worse to know that he chose to go? Or do you think of it that way? I know it's a very, very sensitive question. Tell me to mind my business. But I think for other people who are listening here, because I know there's a couple of people here online who have been bereaved by suicide. Okay. And I just wonder, is it worse? Or do you think of it that he chose Um, to go? Or do you view it as illness? I would say it's, I would say that it's, was a mixture like it's hard okay listen right he it's like my aunt said when he died illness took his past it took his present and it took his future you know he had an illness it was the illness that did it it was the illness that brought him down so low and that caused him to do what he did of committing suicide and I suppose um if if it was the suddenness of it all um that he chose to do it but in my mind I'm like well he obviously felt like he had no other option and he had you know asked for a lifeline and he had asked for the help and he didn't get it and he was just fed up fighting and fed up of having the illness that he felt like he couldn't get over mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to me that's you know um the probably the worst bit and I feel very guilty because I feel like was there something that I could have done could have I sat down and spoken to him and I think the worst part of somebody committing suicide is the people left behind questioning everything and wondering 
was there something that they could have done to stop it? Is there something that they could have done to prevent it from happening? Could, if I was at home that day from work, could I have brought him for a coffee? Or if I was at home, could I have found him instead of the person who found him? Or if I got to him 10 minutes before he, you know, 10 minutes beforehand, could we have resuscitated him? Or, you know, there's just a series of things that happened that day that I look back on and go, if only. Yeah. Um, so I suppose I don't blame him because I know he suffered a lot and I know he went through so much and as a family member of somebody who did suffer in a way you're kind of going well he's at peace now and he's not suffering and he's not you know yeah in pain because he was in pain like he was he was and he was and it sounds like he's he's being you know in a bad place and he was frustrated like you know and yeah, it's it is hard though. It's a hard question to wonder. Like you kind of wonder. Well, I wish it would, to be honest. I wish he was still here. Now, don't get me wrong, right, Sandy? When he was alive, I used to fucking kill him half the time. You know, yeah. <laughs> that's how we do that with sorry our siblings, for swearing. Don't swear no. warning, bleep. Um, sorry, but no. Like I used to like you know when we were younger, we used to beat each other up and you know kick each other and pull each other's hair. But then we also used to get on shock and well and we'd do things for each other and we'd help each other out and, you know, I'd give him lifts and he'd give me lifts and, you know, I'd pay his bill and I, he wouldn't pay mine. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, you know, but uh, like, if you know, I, if I could, I know that he is in a better place now, but I just wish that I could sit down and have a chat with him and go, was there at and I could have done because I feel very guilty to like there's a, a again like a story for a day like I'd love to get to talk to you Sandy to be honest because there's a whole load more stuff that I keep asking myself and I keep replaying in my head you know but I don't know yeah it's just there's a lot there the suddenness the suddenness of it is is the hardest part of it like you know but yeah no I he did choose to take his own life and he did that by himself but he did it because he was in pain and he I agree. was he was yeah. suffering there was a suffering and in it. My understanding, I haven't lost a family member through suicide, Avian, but just from connecting with people that have left that that way, I they don't view it as death. They view it as the end of pain. Yeah. So and that's I, it. I wanted to ask you because a lot of people do um, do I suppose struggle with the fact that you know they chose to leave us, they chose to go, and I tell them they didn't choose to die; they chose to end the pain. Mm-hmm. And that's what comes through continually when I connect with people. Mm-hmm. Does somebody have a telly on in the background? Because I can hear a telly there. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's like you, Katie. Katie. Sorry, yeah, Katie. Can you hear me? Do you have, I can hear you. Yeah. Do you have headphones that you can use? Yeah, I have headphones there. I'm just. I'm going to walk outside the room because um, my friends are watching the football. All right. Okay. <laughs> oh, there now. Don't be. Don't be getting in the way of the football, Katie. Is that the Liverpool <laughs> match? They were on penalties when I left. No, I'm actually in Spain at the moment, so it's all oh. the Spanish league. Oh, the Spanish league. Oh, okay, of course. Yeah, you're yeah. over in Spain. No, but it has um, my head demented because I don't fucking like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I going to say to you was, um, I asked you to come on, Katie, and thanks for joining us. And the reason was because you said you'd lost a good friend this year. Yeah, I did, yeah. And that was through suicide as well, wasn't it? Not no, not this year to suicide, but um, it was, um, you know, he had something wrong with his appendix, and he he went to bed, and he ended up his appendix ruptured, and 
it was two days later when his family found him inside the house. Oh, God. Oh, Katie. Yeah. It sounds like he was a young man. He was. He sure was, yeah. Oh. 29. 29 so sorry. Yeah. My God, oh, you're all so sorry, so sorry to hear that. Yeah, thank you. But um, yeah, he had pains. He went to the hospital a couple of weeks earlier, and because at the moment, like at the time, he was going through some hard times, and he was staying in, you know, the B and Bs and stuff like that. He had nowhere to live. He was homeless for a little while, but afterwards, Crazy. he was in the B and Bs. And one day, he had pains, and he went to the hospital, and. They gave him like a prescription and sent him home and then they sent him a bill of a couple of hundred euros which he couldn't pay and then when he got the pains again he didn't go to the hospital because he couldn't afford to pay the hospital because he had no medical card you know so oh yeah it's very sad and would they not um help him in the hospital anyway was he here in ireland or yeah he was in, he was in ireland at the time like but um they ended up, because he had no medical card, they sent him a bill for staying in the hospital for two days, which he couldn't afford at the time. Like So when he got the pains again that were worse and the, the tablets weren't working, whatever they prescribed him, he didn't want to go, like, you know, because he knew he'd get another bill in the door. And he went to bed and the next thing, sure, his, his mom and his brother found him. Oh, oh the poor creature. And if somebody had just said to him, if they did, said to him in the hospital, take that bill to the social office, they'll pay it for you. Yeah. Like, why can't people just be so helpful? Why do people have to put too much pressure on other human beings? Because we don't know what they're going through. Shocking. Exactly. You know, and I'm not saying it was that person in the hospital's fault. I'm not saying that no, at all. No, not at all. Like, you know, no, no, like not he, at all. He just knew that because with him being homeless and then staying in the BMBs, and then getting not having a medical card and then getting the bill for the first time he went to the hospital, he just knew he couldn't pay bills. Like, yeah, of course, yeah. Oh my God, love him. Yeah, I know. It's oh horrible. God. God love him. Poor little yeah, pet. I know. I know. Lolly, are you connected with us? Can you hear us and talk to us? Okay, we can't hear Lolly either. I don't know what the problem is with connecting tonight. I think it works better when you send me a request to connect. Yeah, um, because I, I just want to read you out. Send me the request. Yeah, I couldn't. Um, you I couldn't, couldn't connect. talk. But then when I I put the request through, I could talk. You could talk. Okay. Yeah. Um, I wanted to invite Lolly on because um, her comment. Um, I was when I was saying that I felt you know people that do go through suicide, um, that they're not thinking of dying, and Lolly said that um you know, that she went from being in a place of questioning whether she wanted to end her life, but she knew it was to end the pain. So she's coming on now yeah. and I'm going to let her tell her story. Pain. Yeah. yeah. A few is. of my friends have done the same thing, like, you know, and especially with men, because men feel that they can't talk to anybody, you know? Yeah. 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 100%. That's the, that's the main thing. They're like, but I've it's the big stigma around it. Exactly. I've lost four, four or five friends that are men that don't like they don't talk to anybody about it yeah. they feel that they can't like you know yeah, yeah. 
but you're dead right Katie and happened. it's the stigma it's the whole of like the one thing that came out of my brother dying was like the whole thing of like talk about it share his story yeah. tell people about it because again it's like you said it's young men who are of afraid course. to talk about it because there's the whole this big thing of like all oh, men should be big and strong and not talk and about their feelings and not cry and talk about what they're you know through. yeah yeah it's like totally understand. total bs like of yeah, course, anyway. yeah. they just they just don't want their friends to be slagging them or do you know that that's yeah. the way i feel yeah. about it like yeah it's just yes. dead right it's, just, it's so sad like whereas if it was me i would go and talk to my best friends and i, I could get it out mm-hmm. there like because mm-hmm. i'm a woman mm-hmm. you know yeah it's very sad yeah lolly can you can you hear us i can hear you guys can you hear me we sure can, can. I hope you don't mind that I asked you to to come on because um, I just all. saw your <coughs> comments there. Um, are, are, are you in a position to share how you were feeling at that time? I'm fine with that, yeah. Can you hear me okay? Yes, absolutely perfect, Lolly. Thank you. Okay. Um, yeah, it was at a, a very pivotal point where there was a lot of things changing in my life. Um, I spent most of my life in a religious cult and I was also in an abusive marriage. Um, I began to question my surroundings and my beliefs, um, and it led to me leaving. But it, by my leaving both those situations, um, it meant that I would lose everybody that I had had with me my whole mm-hmm. life. That includes family, all the friends, the community that I grew up in. Um, but I... I couldn't take it anymore, so I, I got. I had two babies, so I left in the middle of the night with two kids, oh, not knowing where I was going to go. How I had brave. nowhere to go. Um, long story short, I was struggling, and I remember going down to the quay down um, in Waterford, and just standing there, wanting the pain to stop, the confusion oh. to stop, the isolation to stop. Um, but thankfully, my kids came into my mind mm-hmm. and not being, you know, not wanting to leave them behind to deal with pain. And by me taking my life, I would be just adding more pain. So I realized then that my mm-hmm. pain needed to be dealt with. Yes. So um, that led to then kind of deciding that I had to unlearn everything I ever knew. Um, and we learnt, and we learnt everything all over again. Um, it opened the door to me, kind of um, rediscovering myself, but also realizing that I was carrying so much pain from so much um, and so much trauma from the upbringing that I had, because it, it just went against my grain all the time. So I was very much suffocated, and then being in the the marriage that I was in as well, there was a lot of pain. So I had to deal with all of that. And it's always made me very aware of other people. You know, we've all got our stories. Every single one of us have mm-hmm. a story. Yes. And yeah, there's so many who struggle with not being able to communicate that story. Yeah. They don't know what to do with the pain. They don't know how to express that pain. And the and worst I think, thing is when you're going through something like that and you go to your doctor, they're just going to try and put you on medication. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Been there, done that. 
Mm-hmm. We're just going to throw yeah. tablets at it and go, oh, here, it'll go away eventually. Like Absolutely. Exactly. And yeah. I'm completely the opposite now, whereas I will do everything <laughs> in a natural way rather than going to, oh. because I've been there. I was on so yeah. much medication. I had um, surgery on my spine because I ended up oh. being, uh, I, I was living on the floor trying to look after two babies because I was in so much pain. But then going through all that and going down the route of trying to, reprogram how I not only thought about things but how I felt about things so I had to find, dig deep in the sense of doing a lot of uh, release work in the sense that to let go of the anger to let go of the fear to let go of the hurt and the pain yeah. that I realized I, I was feeling but it was through circumstances beyond my control that I was feeling it from So there was a lot of healing that needed to be done. And I I spent a lot of time volunteering in community groups then. And then I held circles for women where we could just sit and talk in space. So that's one of the most important things and one of the most powerful things is just allowing that space for somebody. And it's like you were saying earlier on, I've been saying this for years, it's the men that are really going to be feeling the shift that we're having. Yeah, and definitely. it's them that are struggling because they don't know how to communicate. You know, they've been told mm-hmm. to man up. They've mm-hmm. been, you know, they've been told to not be a sissy or stop crying or yeah. I'll give you something to cry yeah. about. All those little things mm-hmm. that have yeah. accumulated over such length of time, and it's yeah. led to this this disability with men in how how to cope with and express their emotions. So, and then my partner for the last 12 years, we just lost recently his brother, his youngest brother. He was also within the, he was also raised within this religious cult. I, when I left it, I actually set up a group on Facebook just for Irish um, members that have broken free from this cult. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of support within that group. But again, he was somebody that had a lot of uh, trauma who you know, there was a lot of things that happened in his life during it that led to him being very unhappy, you know, and it, it was a constant struggle just from day to day. And even near when it came to the end of his life, he you know, he had a great relationship with his sister who and the, the kids, the two little kids. Mm-hmm. You know, and he was always around there spending time with them. He'd gotten a job. He was getting his life back on track, you know, and then you, you, all of a sudden then. Did he leave by suicide, Larry? He did, honey, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. Well, I'm sorry that he lost him in the first place. But again, I'm sorry that he felt that he couldn't get what he needed here. That's it. And it was just, I, yeah. you know, I think when when you've been through so much pain yourself, it, you can see it in so many people, yeah. but yeah, then when it happens so closely, to, yeah, and it happens so closely to you, then for something so traumatic like that, um, yeah. it's it's heart wrenching. It's it's and soul destroying. It's leaves with so many more questions than answers. Yeah, everything you know. And then more, you probably questioning yourself. Then could you have seen absolutely. something or? Should Absolutely. I have seen something I or did it was only should I have a year ago, up on I, a cue? Yeah. Or? yeah. It was only a year ago I did the training for um, helping anybody that's on suicide, yeah. in suicidal watch kind of thing, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you gain these skills as you go along, mm-hmm. but then to oh. have it kind of right in front of your face. 
yeah you know it's sure. like, like that like, your like questions the, the questions yeah. are just surmountable you know so but i think i'm oh, very much it. of the mindset of every we we all are trying to get through this life you yeah. know we're all trying to yeah. make the best of how best of- we do things and how we choose to learn and how we choose to live and you know, I it, yeah. it, for me, it's a reminder to never allow myself to get into such a space where mm-hmm. things will get so much on top of me that I recluse to a point of such sadness again, you know. So it, yeah. to me, I'm grateful for the life that experience and connection that we had because I knew him from because we grew up in the cult I knew him since he was a baby you know and he was in his 30s when he passed so it was like you know you grow up yeah exactly yeah Yeah. Yeah. so it's it's you know it's it's hard to just put it I'm thankful for the life that we did have together and I'm you know it's like you said early on Avion you know there's times where you could absolutely kill them probably more times than you could count yeah you know you know and yeah that's the reality of life that's the reality of being a human you know Mm -hmm. it's not perfect it's not perfect no but it's perfectly us he was perfectly him yeah exactly so it's perfectly imperfect and the reminder Yeah, and a reminder to actually appreciate what we do have and the people that we do have in our lives. You know, there might not be a lot of them, but mm-hmm, the ones mm-hmm. that are in our lives are the ones that are meant to be there, you know. Yeah. so and then yeah. you also realize when you lose somebody who the real people in your life are. Oh, 100%. You know, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. You, absolutely. You, you, you realize that, you know, you, you think you think you know people and then you something don't. tragic happens and then it's like, yeah. well, actually... And you find yeah. out who your real yeah. friends are and you find out who the people Absolutely. you can rely on when you need somebody. But I think that's what happens with any major life decisions or life adjustments that we have. Oh, yeah. That comes with it, you know. And mm. it, daddy death is one of them as well, you know. So, yeah, we've all got our stories. We've all got our, our pain yes, that we carry. You. But we've all got that love and that experience that we're fortunate to have had. Yes, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And the memories with those totally people agree. as well. Yeah, those will live on forever. Of course. Yeah, of course. memories can never, memories are something that nobody can ever take away from you. Yeah. So, right. yeah. you know, yeah, you'll always right. have them regardless of yeah. whatever. And you'll have good memories and bad memories, but they're your memories and nobody can ever yeah. take them away. That's yeah, right. Exactly. exactly. Yep. Well, bless and you, ladies. Just, You're so wonderful. Just for those people that are on the app, I apologize that someone's been spamming there with some not very nice language. Yeah, I, have, I can see I've that. blocked oh. him, but I don't know how to delete the comments. So please don't take offense. Um, it's, it's not coming yeah. from oh, me. No. So I was wondering why I was getting all these notifications of these yeah. new messages and looking at it going, what? <laughs> I just don't know how to delete those particular comments, but I have actually blocked that person. Okay. So, um, yeah, sorry about that. Shocking. No worries. Not your fault, Ali. You can yeah. I know, just, I know. Just even sitting here looking at it, it's it's disgusting. I know. But anyway, yeah, um, especially this day and age, like you know, exactly. Yeah. Some people, some people, yeah. are some people just very childish. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yes, can't, can't help I'm themselves. Log it on the technical help desk anyway, because that kind of a show should not be on any. Um, uh, listen, any some people podcast. just have yeah. uh, have opinions that are wrong. Well, anyway, what yeah. can you say? There's nothing we yeah. can do. So, guys, I'm going to be cut off in a few minutes because the maximum you can stay alive for something like an hour and fifteen minutes. So we will be cut okay. off soon. So okay. I have okay. to say thank you to Avian, Regina, Katie, Lolly. And everybody else that commented and joined in the show, I hope you find the discussion very helpful because I sure found it helpful to see it from a different perspective. Yeah. Yeah. I just, yeah, really, I just want to say to everybody as well, like, you know, everyone processes grief in a different way. Some people talk about it. Some people keep it to themselves and some people just don't deal with it at all. But just right. know that whatever way you deal with it, it's a personal thing and nobody can tell you how to deal with it. And if somebody turns around right. and tries to tell you, tell them to feck off. Exactly. I just have to take over the whole thing on your side and I didn't mean to do that no, at all. Do you mean, please, you're more than welcome no. anytime and... You'll never know how many people that you've reached out to tonight and that, that you oh, know, have yeah. taken comfort Thank from you, your Sandy. words. So it's from all of you, um, you know, it's, it, it's, it's a difficult thing to do to share your personal experiences, but I can't tell you how much I appreciate it, guys. Um, Thank you. Especially um, at the moment, there's so many support groups and stuff that aren't meeting because yeah. of the pandemic. People are looking for something. So if they mm-hmm. find it here, um, you know it comes from you. Okay. Yeah. Um, this was so, so helpful. Yes, and everybody be safe. Thank Enjoy you. your Christmas and light a candle. You too, and, you know, invite yeah. invite your, your your loved ones that are in spirit. Just, oh, yeah. Sandy, remember them. I had, a, yeah. I had a butterfly come into me. Oh, out look. of nowhere, the doors yeah. are all closed, and the butterfly has just appeared. So now December. How yeah. what a lovely way to end. Absolutely. Yeah. So they're they're listening to us talk about them, and they like to be absolutely. Yeah. That was lovely. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Oh, yes. Guys, I really, I could right. talk about them all night. Like, I really could. And <laughs> I just I think talking about really <laughs> helps, like, the situation. And there's oh, way sure more. Not. I could go into it all. But, like, you know, I won't bore you. Yeah, I, <laughs> we have a lot I'm more not... podcasts to come. We'll have you on again. I talk yeah. with you all night, Avian. <laughs> Oh, I can tell you some stories. I can tell you some stories about my dad. Yeah, well, Regina, I actually have yeah. relations in Illinois as well. Write, so you know what, we write, could have a write, long conversation. Write those, write, <laughs> write those memories bad. down. Write the memories yes, down, absolutely. ladies. Yes. Yes. Write them down. Yes. Yeah. Somebody's yeah. dog is trying to join in the conversation as well. <laughs> That's somebody trying to give you a message. That's Sandy. my dog. That's <laughs> my dog. <laughs> so guys, I'm going to say good night and thanks for good night. I will Ooh, be back in a few minutes if anybody's over there. Yeah. Um, but other other than that, I will be back on here next week. Next week is um, the run-up to New Year's. So I'm going to dedicate next week to psychic work. So if anybody okay. has a question that they want to ask me about the new year, I'll have my tarot oh, cards and we'll oh, go brilliant. through some of those. So be there. Okay? Oh, definitely. We'll have next week. Yeah. show where thing. we're looking forward to 2022. So all for right. now, good night, guys. Thanks to all of everybody. Thanks, everybody, for sharing. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. Sending everyone home. Discussing everything.